This is the 77 WABC Minicast. Good afternoon. My name is Adams, Cindy Adams, New York Post columnist and have been forever. And I'm in Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and every Sunday I am on WABC AM on the dial on 2 o'clock to 3 o'clock. You know, our our WABC radio station is always talking about politics. They are to the right of King Lear. And I thought I was starting to think about some of the people I have interviewed over the years. They're all professionals, and they're all in the, have been in the papers, and some of them are gone, but it brought up some memories. And I'm I'm sort of feeling I want to... I want to remember some of them. Do not turn me off. I will get better. I'm going to tell you a story, and it's going to take a while, so be patient with me because it's a great story and it has a good ending. It deals with George Bush the Elder. His wife was Barbara Bush. Back when he was vice president and Ronald Reagan was then president, Barbara was my friend. And Barbara invited me over to the vice president's house for lunch. It was just the two of us. Nobody was around. And I was feeling sort of nice and sprightly. And so was she. And so I asked her, I said, Barbara, your hair is lousy. Why do you go out with that lousy, crappy white hair? Why didn't you ever tint it? And she told me this long story. I'm telling you, stay with me. It's worth it at the end. And she said, there's a whole story about why I have white hair. I said, well, as long as I'm being fed lunch, go ahead. Tell me, I ain't going anywhere. So she said, back a thousand years ago, before we were anybody, when George was running for Congress in Texas, There was one day that he was due to speak at another city far from where we lived. So I was to go with him because after that there was to be an event and I was to be present. It happened he was able to go, but I was not because I had an appointment at the beauty salon. My hair in those days was brown. Of course, it was tinted. And I said, George, I can't go. I don't want to lose my appointment. So he said, okay, you'll catch up later. Fine. So I went and I had my hair done. It was just a rinse, dark brown rinse. Fade in, fade out. The hours go by. She's out of the hairdresser. She is in a small little plane. In Texas, being such a big state, they had a crappy little paper plane that was as big as my hair, my own hairpiece. And it didn't have any great facilities in it. So she was in it, and it was flying to where she was to meet George. Well, halfway through the flight, her face felt wet. So she reached for her handkerchief, and she patted her face. And the handkerchief was dark brown. The rinse was dropping on her face. 
How a rinse could not have been rinsed out, I don't know, but the brown rinse was dribbling on her face. So she took out her handkerchief, and she dabbed it. But as she dabbed it, more drops were coming down on her face. So she then used up the handkerchief, and she went for her Kleenex, and she put Kleenex all over. The Kleenex was adhering to the wet drops and sticking on her face like measles. She realized she had to do something, understand this plane was about to land in a few minutes in another little city, and she was about to be met by VIPs in Texas, and she was panicking. So she runs into the ladies' room. There was no real ladies' room. It was a crappy little plane, propeller plane, but it was a tiny little room, and she tore out all the toilet tissue, and she grabbed it, and she brought it back to her seat and was dabbing at it. Now, the dabbing did not stop. It was now running down her face, onto her blouse, onto whatever she was wearing, and she was running out of toilet paper, and the paper was sticking to her all over like measles. So she began to panic, but there wasn't a whole hell of a lot she could do. She was on the plane. She couldn't get off the plane. She had used up all the paper, all the toilet tissue, all her handkerchief, and the the rinse was running. So fade in, fade out. The plane lands. She does the best she can by dabbing at herself, but there was nothing she could do. Paper was sticking to her with brown spots. And what happened was, when the plane landed, because they were about to celebrate the future congressman, George Bush, there was a three-piece band to meet her. And when she stepped off on the ramp, she was so nervous that she tripped and she fell into the tuba. She fell right into the big belly of the tuba with her spotted face. And that, said Barbara Bush, is the reason why I never, ever tinted my hair again. And that is why... The famous Barbara Bush that we all knew had snow white hair. That is my Barbara Bush story. Today, everybody is writing books. Everybody is writing books about themselves. Rudy Giuliani, you know, is writing a book. Melania is supposed to be writing a book. She's not telling that she is, but I know she isn't. She is. Newt Gingrich is writing a book. And I've been all of a sudden sitting here remembering old stories about so many of these VIPs that I've interviewed. I remember one day I was with Sukarno. Sukarno was then the first president of Indonesia. Indonesia was comprised of 10,000 disparate Dutch islands. It was where Columbus was originally looking 
searching for because it was the Spice Islands. And that's what he was on his way toward when he somehow got loused up and ended up in downtown Staten Island or somewhere in the Bowery. Anyway, Indonesia was then 10,000 disparate islands, each with its own language. Sukarno came in and he made it all one country. And I was asked to do his book. Why I was asked to do his book, I was doing his autobiography, as told to me. I was not competent. I was not able. I was not in the pantheon where you were doing VIP books like that. But it was because he had met me earlier at an event. And at this event, he was wearing his usual uniform. Sukarno wore a uniform, as do many of these generals who become presidents and want to look important. So I had met him. I was nothing. I was just doing a reporter job for a small syndicate. And he wore his uniform, and he wore a cap, a black cap, which was called Pitje, P-I-T-J-I. So I asked him, I said, Mr. President, why are you wearing the uniform? And he gave me what was obviously a rehearsed old-time speech. He said, because I am the leader of millions, a hundred million Indonesians, and they need a symbol of authority to look up to. And I looked at him, and I said, and where I got the nerve to say it is because I was nobody from New York City and felt okay. And I said to him, I don't think that's why you wear that uniform. I think you wear it because you damn well look handsome in it. And he looked at this young reporter, me, and he started to laugh. And the two of us broke into hysterical laughing, and we never got over it. And after that, he put his arm around me at that time, and he gave me a hug, and he said, you know, you're right, but please Don't tell anybody about it. And so time passed, 